Welcome to On The Rocks, the podcast that tries to combat our collective eco-anxiety with food, drink, and people trying to make the world better. Our last guest, Sean Sherman, was named in Time Magazine's 100 Most Important People since we recorded. So if I were you, I'd cue that one up after listening to our next guest share the details on their new book. I hope you enjoy our next episode as much as I did. Sammy and Olivia were a joy to speak to and learn from. Thank you again for all the support that you've given to the show, and we look forward to recording more episodes for you soon. Hi, I'm Sammy Katz. And I'm Olivia McGiff. And I'm Stephen Miller, the host of On the Rocks, and it's a pleasure to have both of you on. Thank you for taking time out of what I'm sure is a very busy schedule to join us here on the show. Happy to be here. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, I'd like to dive right in and find out more about your project, Cocktails in Color. Can you tell me about this book that you've just released? Yeah, so Olivia and I um, met in college in a student theater group, and so we collaborated together, um, making projects together, and when we graduated, neither of us really went into theater, but we wanted to find a way of still collaborating. Uh, So I started bartending, Olivia was starting her career as an artist, and she would be my best regular at all of my bars and kind of (laughs) began painting portraits of drinks that I would make. And we did this enough that we decided to let's make a book. Uh, So that's kind of the the germ of the idea. That's a really great inception point. Continue. (laughs) Well, I'm just going to continue to say that, um, yeah, so Cocktails in Color is a fully illustrated cocktail recipe book that Sammy and I worked on together at every stage of the process. So it's full of color and paintings. Um, It's handwritten. So there's like a really homey quality to the book. And the recipes are partially classics, looking at classics and breaking down their structure. And then um, about 25 original cocktails that Sammy developed for the book. And for those cocktails that are, you know, maybe not classics, what styles and um, inspirations did you have to say that, okay, these will be the ones that need to be included in, in this book? Yeah, we kind of wanted to break down cocktailing in a way that felt accessible for the home bartender, as opposed to this kind of like scary mystery process. Um, and so my philosophy in cocktails is that you can kind of break down all drinks back to a couple of original formulas. So each one of my original cocktail stems back to a classic that appeared in the book previously. So you kind of get a sense of uh, like the template for the drink and see how I reworked it in order to make it kind of a brand new cocktail. And that's really useful too, because you can kind of demystify what, because people will say, how do you memorize all these cocktails? And it's Mm -hmm. like, well, they're really just little plug and plays of different ones, but each ingredient brings its own story. And that's kind of the beauty of cocktailing. Exactly. Yeah. And Sammy and I did a lot of work also to try to make sure that the original cocktails that are in the book don't require too many specialty ingredients or that the specialty ingredients that we do use are used multiple times throughout, you know, a few of the original cocktails so that we're not asking a reader to make an infusion and then only use a quarter ounce of it once (laughs) throughout the book. Mm -hmm. So definitely tried to have an eye on that uh, for the home bartender as well. Yeah, because that can be really, I've 
definitely had cocktail books where I, I've opened it and I'd be like, I need a rotary evaporator. <laughs> where am I going to exactly. find one of those? Exactly. And it was also my philosophy when I worked behind the bar. I was uh, the head bartender of a place called Sweet Polly in Prospect Heights, Brooklyn, for a couple of years. And that was kind of my philosophy when I worked behind the bar as well was what do we have? How can we use it? How do we use things multiple times? And um, I always thought that was would translate very well to a home bartender as well. It was always very infuriating to open a, a cocktail book and see that I had to buy a $70 bottle of a liqueur to use half an ounce of it. And I wasn't even sure if I would like the drink yet, you know? Yeah, it's a pretty big commitment. Yeah. When it comes to your style of bartending, what are the sorts of things that you gravitate towards? Are you more sours, martinis? And I guess same question to you, Olivia, when you're mm -hmm. when you're going out, what, what kind of the, are the drinks that you desire? Yeah. I mean, for the, for the book, we wanted to keep it pretty flavor focused to take a pretty culinary perspective to cocktails. I like thinking about flavors I like in cooking and dishes and see how I can translate them to liquid. Uh, with classics, it's a little bit harder. It's more of just, you know, tasting around, seeing what you like. I'm an old fashioned gal, um, <laughs> love a good bourbon, old fashioned but I also have grown to love bitter uh, more as I've gotten into cocktails. So Negronis, Boulevardiers, Spagliatos, even before that was a TikTok trend. Uh, with the Prosecco. With yeah. Prosecco. <laughs> and then for me, um, I mean, when I go to a bar, I love to just try what their seasonal menu is. Um, but my second order is usually a daiquiri. <laughs> You um, can't go wrong with the daiquiri unless it's really like some, well, or you really some... can, and they make yeah. it incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when you have a good one, it's like the best thing you can have. Yeah, it just picks you up. You can be in any sort of mood, and you're just like, okay, I have my rum, I have my lime juice, I have my okay. simple. Everything is gonna be all right. Yeah, <laughs> and as a um, you know, as I had mentioned before, I'm not a bartender. Um, I am just an imbiber and friend on the other side of the bar. Um, but when we started this process, I <laughs> told Sammy, I don't really drink brown liquor, which is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what I was talking about. Um, and I think through this whole process and being Sammy's um, partner in crime when, when taste testing and developing recipes, I've really come to be less scared of those uh, very spirit forward cocktails. Um, and I feel like my palate has really opened up throughout this process, which has been really fun. So I can now order a Boulevardier happily at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> and so well, can anyone who, you know, gets this book and works their way through it, they'll be able to expand their palate and experience all sorts of different things, I'm sure. Yeah, that's yeah. Nice. I'd love to hear more about the process of going through and writing a book to getting it published. It's something that a lot of people probably have on their minds, or maybe they started a project during the pandemic, and they're like, yeah, I'll just I'll leave that on my laptop. What was it like for you all to go from I'm an amazing illustrator. I have this idea for, you know, the cocktails I'd like to choose and creating something together. I'd love to hear about that collaboration. Totally. I think it started very casually and like a personal project between Sammy and myself, where 
as Sammy had mentioned before, it just felt like a way for us to continue to work together um, post-college. And um, I think there was a point in our career, in our individual careers, where we felt kind of unsatisfied with how well we were doing. Um, what bar, you know, the bars that Sammy was working at and the kind of illustration gigs that I was getting, it started to feel like if we took this idea of ours seriously for ourselves and actually started to do the research of how do you publish a book and how to get an agent and how to pitch around to different publishers, that it could really behoove both of us for our careers and also allow ourselves to make something pretty big scale that we were really, really proud of. So I think about five years ago or so, we decided to actually, you know, dive in and start doing all of that, like publishing, how how to do it kind of research and wrote up a, a pitch, sent it out to agents, found an agent who we really, really love. And then the pandemic happened. <laughs> <laughs> and we learned that publishers were a lot less keen to buy cocktail books and uh, cookbooks because no one knew how the kind of like restaurant bar scene was going to play out. We just, no one knew what was going on. So we kind of took a backseat a little bit in, you know, pitching the book to publishers with our agent. And instead, Sammy and I got to spend a lot of time really just working with each other and figuring out what exactly it was that we wanted to make before we pitched it. Had the opportunity to work together on like a, a fairly large form illustrated journalism piece for the New York Times um, about uh, tiki uh, cocktailing. And after that, I think we really kind of understood how we wanted to work together, uh, how we could streamline like our creative process. And then in 2021, I think it was okay to start pitching. Mm -hmm. It felt like the right time to start pitching this book. So that's what we did. <laughs> yeah, that time was also pretty invaluable for us too, because everybody was making drinks at home. Um, so I found that I had a lot of friends reaching out to me being like, hey, what drink can I make with lemons, gin, and honey. And I was like, that's a bee's knees, make that. And they're like, oh, I've never heard of that before. Thank you. And so it was kind of like weird moment in time where nobody could go out. So everybody was figuring out how to do it on their own. And we were able to kind of focus in on what that experience is like for a lot of people. And that was really useful. Totally. And I think people were feeling a lot more adventurous because they just had a lot of time on their hands at home. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone was like cooking sourdough bread. <laughs> everyone so. started a sourdough starter. Yeah, totally. These are facts. Yeah. These are facts. Guilty as charged. So, yeah. So I think it gave us a little bit more confidence to see like, okay, people are potentially willing to make a strawberry infused Campari if it's really good. And then we can have a couple recipes in the book that use that, that just make your drink feel so much more special and like homemade. Uh, now I want it to be summer. I, I'm based <laughs> out of Chicago, so it's been miserable. And all I want to do is drink strawberry Campari on the yeah. beach. It's, it's delicious. Highly recommended. It'll happen for us all. We'll get there. Yeah, just for... we'll get there. So close. Are there any um, recipes that stand out to you that you'd like to highlight in the book that, you know, you'd be like, okay. I know that you're going to want to try A, B, or C. Mm -hmm. um, well, some of the original recipes uh, in the book 
were also featured on menus when I worked at Sweet Polly. So I kind of got some uh, some consumer reports, if you will. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, one of the ones that was a favorite there and is also one of my favorites is The Woman of Destiny. It's kind of like a mezcal aviation brown derby situation that mm-hmm. I made because I had to. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we got a case accidentally shipped to us of creme de violette uh, and someone had opened it. So it was unreturnable. Oh, and, my, no. uh-huh, and my old bar manager handed me a bottle and was like, do something with this, please. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll figure it out. And, you know, I'm maybe one of the five people on earth who really loves an aviation. So I wanted to, to take it in that direction. Uh, but I wanted to kind of spin it on its head. And so I thought, the smokiness of the mezcal would pair really well with the floralness mm-hmm. of the um, the violette, and it worked. And then I used grapefruit to kind of bridge the gap and added honey to make it even more aromatic. And there she was; she kind of was just uh, was born. So that drink to me feels not only is it really delicious, and I think I could drink three of them at least. I hope other people mm-hmm. feel the same way. Uh, <laughs> but also, it's just kind of an exercise in like creativity and and using what you have and trying to make something cool out of it. So we need to thank the opening bar back for opening that case of <laughs> yes, Violet. We really, we really do. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the bar back. <laughs> and same question over to you, Olivia. I'd, I'd love to know like which cocktail that, you know, you were presented with and you began to draw out and illustrate, which one do you feel like really resonated with you that you're excited about? I mean, I, as the title may suggest, I'm a real sucker for color. Um, <laughs> and so I think anything that I got to paint that was like, I, I love a cocktail to imbibe, but also to paint that's an egg white cocktail um, because I feel like they, it allows me to really like accurately paint the creaminess and the texture of the cocktail very well. And also just uh, technically I, love to paint stemware because it's just really <laughs> fun to work on all of that like geometry and reflection and stuff mm-hmm. um so there's a cocktail in the book called the bobby mcgee um that's a beautiful egg white cocktail uh in a coop um that has apricot and rosemary and uh honey is that right sammy mm-hmm. yeah I, I, okay. I love honey i don't know what to i don't know what to tell you <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I really loved painting that cocktail and just trying to evoke the, um, the like cozy kind of, but also brightness of that cocktail. And I also really like to drink it. So that's a bonus. (laughs) And what, um, medium did you use to, you know, bring cocktails and color to life? Were you going through Illustrator? Did you hand paint everything first? What, you know, products did you use to make it really connect with what you were drawing it's kind of it's a it's a mix throughout the book um I mainly work in gouache which is like an opaque watercolor so all of the actual cocktail illustrations throughout the book are hand painted um and gouache is a great medium because it's really creamy and colorful and um was used historically for a lot of like uh, marketing posters. Like it's just really kind of bright and a little bit poppy. Um, so to me, it feels 
slightly reminiscent of those fabulous uh, cocktail and liquor posters. And, and then there are some digital illustrations throughout the book that are still hand done. I like hand did them on an iPad, um, but just doing some of those spot illustrations digitally allowed me to do them a little bit quicker because I didn't have to break out all of my paints <laughs> every single time I wanted to work on the illustrations. I also have to mention that Olivia made a font from her handwriting. And so <laughs> the true. entire book is in Olivia's handwriting font. And it is just, it's so delightful. It gives it that feel of like a bartender's notebook in a way. Yeah. Well, it, that is um, super cozy. That's like an extra step that a lot of people would overlook. So kudos yeah, to you all. Um, yeah. When I was developing the font and just writing like letters over and over and over <laughs> again and losing my mind, um, <laughs> I had run out of cre creativity by the time it came to uh, name the font. <laughs> so <laughs> in my computer, it's just named McGiff Basic. <laughs> <laughs> McGiff, like it already, it, like that sounds like a classic font. Like I feel like you can Amazing. go toe to toe with Times New Roman and Arial with McGiff oh, basic. And it yeah. gives you 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 have so much room now because you could go you could go McGiff bold. You could go McGiff italic. I think that might be the next step in your journey. Is just yeah. epic font creation. A, totally, I did have a secondary version of it that was a little more just a little fancier. And that one's called my gift fancy. <laughs> I, th I think you have a gift. I'm, I'm, yeah. I can't wait to get my hands on a copy and, and take a look at, and see not only the illustrations and the cocktails, but the handwriting. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I, before we begin recording, you all had mentioned that there are some other things that you're hoping to work on. Maybe want to give people a, a sneak peek into your all's next plans. Yeah, um, so Olivia and I are currently working on our second book. It's also going to be a fully illustrated recipe book, this time on women in the spirits industry. So we are profiling 50 women uh, from across the industry, whether she is a, a bar owner, a distiller, educator, advocate, uh, kind of across the gamut of, of careers. Uh, and just getting to highlight like really badass women who are doing incredible things in the industry and each woman will be paired with a cocktail, um, whether that's featuring a product that she makes or a cocktail that she's made. So we're super excited. We're at the very beginning stages. It's slated uh, to come out in spring 2025. Sounds far away, but in publishing, <laughs> publishing takes a long time. So yeah, we're, we're really excited about that. Everyone needs to mark their calendars because that sounds like <laughs> an amazing project. And it, it's so good for people, too, because I feel like we lost a fair amount of talent when it came to the pandemic. A lot of people decided to move into other careers. So a book like that could be really great and to inspire people who may not have even thought of that career trajectory. Mm -hmm. Read that book and then decide, you know what, I'm inspired. Let's go after it. Let's do it. Hell yeah. Ah. Sammy and I are really proud of this, the book Cocktails in Color. Glad it's out in the world now. The The whole kind of mode of it is to remember that cocktailing is like fun and approachable. And the the book stemmed from Sammy and I being in our like very small Brooklyn apartments trying to make something fun and colorful. So we just really hope that people pick it up and enjoy it and maybe even try to create their own cocktails. 
uh, yeah, you can find Cocktails in Color anywhere books are sold, whether that's your local indie bookstore, a Barnes and Noble or online. Yeah, she's out in the world now and we're really excited to share it with everybody. Well, thank you both so much for your time and joining us here on the show. I wish you great success both in Cocktails in Color and in your next project. Thank you for tuning in. Next episode, we get the privilege of speaking to the people behind Rethink Food, a nonprofit creating more sustainability in our food systems. On the Rocks is continuing to grow, so we need to repot this plant. We are searching for an assistant. If anyone in our network of friends wants to share three social media posts a week and answer an email or two, send them our way. Yourwaywardmuse.com. All right, don't get into too much trouble. I'll see you soon.